the problem. You got all the questions? Why don't listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is roughly in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is... When you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. This I don't, I don't believe you. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. C. Senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody. Today, Wednesday, for me, Trash Day, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The first democratic debate. An epic struggle in which a number of 20 to 1 shots will face off against 19 to 1 shots. Look out. I've been reading a lot of stuff about the strategy. It is kind of interesting. Is there anything to gain for the front runners, or is it all a, I either come out exactly how I was before, or it's a loss? I've already lost interest. I'm sorry. What did you say? I think for the people in this, well, tonight's not the big one. Tomorrow night's the big one. Or is it? I think it is. I've regained my interest. Boy, tomorrow night, when you got Bernie and Biden in the middle, side by side, and then on each side of them, Kamala Harris and Buttigieg, that's a pretty good little lineup there. Now, lost interest again. <laughs> but is there is there anything to gain for, for, for a Biden or a Bernie, or only do you go down if you don't dazzle? To me, Biden has a, an opportunity to utterly, utterly torpedo his own campaign. And that seems to be what everybody thinks. You you could just lose it all. And if he comes if he comes off in a way that assuages that that meets the doubts that people have about him in an effective way, it could also be over. I mean, in his favor. I've believed this for a long time, which uh, you know negates the point of talking about this at all. Children are our future. I believe I've heard you sing. I about believe that. children are the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. I don't know how many studies have ever been done on this or anything like that. I'm not sure the debates make hardly any difference. Are there any examples of anybody really surging or falling after debates? I can only come up with one. Now, I'm not going to get into the weeds on this for people who don't follow, but several of the examples they throw out throughout history, and, and oftentimes they go back to like the 70s, because that's how rarely anything uh-huh. of any importance ever happens in the debate. Right. They'll give you like three examples, one from the 70s, one from the 80s. That's how rarely anything of any consequence happens. And almost all of those are bunk. Yeah. I've heard them all debunked. Mm. That that n- nothing changed in the polls or anything that did change in the polls was something else. So right. it, it, the debates don't The only example I can think of at all is when Governor Rick Perry of Texas did that whole oops thing. I think that actually did end him. Yes, I would agree. But that's the only example I've got of all the debates that have happened in my lifetime of it making any difference whatsoever. There's zingers people remember, but I don't think that had anything to do with anything. No, and as you say, there are uh, gaffes or attack lines that get a lot of attention. Everybody goes, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, and then the polls don't change. Right, yeah, I just I don't think they matter. Did you hear about Kennedy and Nixon? I've heard about that. <laughs> yes. Nixon was unshaven, looked that's, tired. That's and sweaty. About. That's what I've heard. Sweaty. Very sweaty. I just don't believe any of the like debate Marco crap Rubio. that, that you hear. Yes. So anyway, so yeah. that negates to want the need to talk about it, I there guess. There you go. Again. Um, 
And Mueller's going to testify, and some of my favorite pundits think that's going to be the biggest public spectacle we've had yet. Make Cohen and Barr and all the other ones look like nothing in terms of a media frenzy and craze and 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 Congress people trying to out the 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 the, the, the tough each other or oh, whatever. Boy. Oh, grandstanding. Okay, see now in terms of the substance, there's every reason to believe it won't have much. I mean, really, every reason to believe that. Uh, but in terms of watching people make jackasses of themselves, <laughs> including the media, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That that could be entertaining. Yeah. Let's, now, uh, now you have my interest. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operating Michelangelo pressing buttons. That word was operator. Pressing <laughs> buttons. That word was pressing. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, and pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Um, had Costco pizza dreams. I don't know if you wow, ever. You're dreaming about pizza. No, I mean what I mean That's is, when is you've that got you a have problem. pizza and then you, or you eat something and then you have weird dreams at night and it was just really strange i was in you know working one and then somewhere else at another and i would wake up and it's like where am i and then go back to sleep it's just nutty so your dreams were influenced by this the brand of pizza you ate you are not dreaming (laughs) of a particular brand of pizza right Right. i'm not dreaming about pizza but it just seems like when i eat certain things i dream really weird stuff in your work dream was i verbally abusing you (laughs) no actually you weren't so Henry the other day said, "I, I kid, Henry, spider dreams." I, I, let's right, let him dream. <laughs> the other day, Henry said, "I dreamed I had a little a little sister. It was a nightmare." <laughs> uh, there is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, Operation Call It Quits was announced yesterday. Uh, now this is uh, That's something I could probably get behind. Whatever it is from the Federal Trade Commission, your FTCs. And uh, it will bring cases against the dozens of illegal robocaller companies that have been responsible for placing just uh, a historic number of robocalls, uh, including, according to this story, 4.7 billion robocalls in May alone. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know where free speech gets involved in this or whatever, but we got to come up with something. It's, it's harassing uh, a means of communication to the point that you can't use it anymore. Of public communication. Oh, yeah. It's rendering it unusable because you can't answer your phone anymore. Right. I'm shocked when I look at my phone and it's somebody I want to talk to. It's always a robocall. Yeah. I got I got a call yesterday and something on my phone said, we believe this is a spam call. Yes. I've never seen that Thank before. you, whoever is telling me. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, and I, is that a trick? Was that some sort of a trick? I, I don't to even make know. You do what? I don't know. <laughs> you get the iPhone, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a new thing that they're trying on the iPhones. I, I, I don't thanks, know. Tim Cook. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if other companies are doing it too, but I've seen that on my phone too. Yeah, it's hmm. Robocaller, the incredibly unpopular sequel to RoboCop, <laughs> in which the gleaming machine just sat there and dialed number after number. Just got a desk job. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, he retired, and, <laughs> right? But he wanted the income. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I'll tell you, I fell into the twelve pair of socks for $12 trap yesterday. <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. That's roughly, I'm doing the quick math, right. a dollar pair. I bought them, brought them home. The first and second pair I put on ripped. Oh, first boy. time out. Yeah. The, the cheap socks will do that. Oh, they yeah. usually last more than one time. But, but you I, still got 10 more socks. I have I have bought the cheap socks, and the second yeah. time you pull them on, the, the tops just pull off the bottom. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> You think, like, you're a, you think you're a man doing well in the world until you pull the tops off your socks. <laughs> 50 cent a sock and you don't get what you used to. Right. Exactly. Right. There's, exactly. there's probably a clever saying that was popular in the Depression or something that, you know, if you, if you buy something cheap, you generally overpay. 
Uh, absolutely. That, yeah. Yeah, that's been documented over yeah. and over. That's why I've gone to expensive socks. But anyway, back to you, Marshall. I was just going to say, I don't have much hope for the others. But, you know, <laughs> I'm letting the other ten marinate and like my scratchers. I'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. Here's here's an odd... Darn them. Here's, here, you're going to darn, darn these socks. Your dollar darn socks. these socks. <laughs> Here's an audible for you, Marshall, yeah. and and I know you like to be prepared, but this is the news story you should be doing all morning long. It should be easy to put together. The CBO put out all their budget information yesterday. I think that should be a story we feature in our news every damn hour. Have you heard this stuff? Oh, I've Uh-oh. got it. Oh, good. I, I, got go, it. I think, we should, do go. That. I think yeah. we should do that every hour. I got that, it. That should be the lead, not the latest BS back and forth about either the border or Trump or whatever. That's the same every day. This CBO story... Flipping matters. Yep. All right. And wow, it, I can't wait. And it gets if it gets mentioned at all, it gets tacked on the end of some newscast for like 15 seconds. And the CBO mentioned it. We're uh, going broke completely, and it's worse yeah. than it's ever been. Anyway, in yeah. weather, jeez. And back to an hours-long discussion of free college for everyone. Right, or the Mueller report right. again. Right. 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 Yeah, Is so the good. CBO in favor of impeachment? That's the only thing I want to know. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. Oh, that's right. Kim Kardashian has angered the entire country of Japan. We have to do that story, too. Wow. Uh, It's Wednesday, June 26th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Well, then, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully and the work speaks for itself. And the report is my testimony. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. Well, I guess we're through here. Anybody want to go get brunch? (laughs) He is going to testify on the 17th. He's been subpoenaed. And uh, the question is, is he going to hold that or not? we got more on that later. What are other headlines, Marshall? Jack, you brought it up. Dire predictions about America's national debt. Will anybody pay attention? It's settled. Special counsel Mueller is going to be testifying publicly. And at last, Democrats move en masse to center stage. You know what I want out of the Mueller hearing? And it's a beautiful dream. Question number one, whatever it is. Mueller responds, y'all are a bunch of grandstanding idiots. Are we going to pander all day? Well, Mr. Special Counsel, next question. How'd you get elected? Did you run against a dead guy? (laughs) Just just every single answer. Derision. Oh, I would love that. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. I think you'll enjoy it. (laughs) We have a lot to get to on the way. I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can give you an example. Somebody said Jeb Bush went way down in the polls because he was so lethargic. I think he was down and going to stay down no matter what. From 2% to 1%? Did that really move the needle? I don't know. I'm not a naysayer. I remember him being quite unimpressive. And I, I, Well, it was a failure to live up to expectations. Ah, that that really hurt him, I think. But I don't recall how much it hurt him. I'd have to go back and look. Was uh, how? Because you remember he was leading in the polls, 
way early. Almost entirely on the basis of people hearing the conventional wisdom. Right. When did that dissipate? I don't know. I might look into that because I'm interested in this sort of thing. I'm interested in mailbag. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. Alex in the Great Northwest writes, uh, Jack asked, uh, what do you do when you get tired of what? What are you laughing about? It sounded like you said donkey. <laughs> it did say like you said jackass. Yeah. Oh, I'm so like. sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I tried to even giggle off the mic. I, I'm a child. I apologize. Alex in the Great Northwest writes, jackasses. Uh, what do you do when you get tired of the media? How do I get my news? I'm here to tell you about this great show called the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's free and on four hours every weekday. Uh, not everybody gets all four hours, but uh, if you don't, get the podcast. Uh, hey, uh, guys, speaking of the podcast, here's Joe writing in. That interview with Jonathan Jonathan V, Jonathan V last, his name is, was fantastic. You guys are awesome. Hmm. It's very kind of you to say, we did one of our extra large podcasts. That's two in like a week, right? Tell you what, I'm winded. I think we're um, working too hard. Yeah, we'll have some highlights uh, on the air tomorrow, but... Jonathan wrote a book recently called uh, What to Expect When No One's Expecting about the declining birth rates in the developed world. And actually, almost all the countries of the world now. Um, it really, it was an interesting discussion. We agreed some, we disagreed some, knocked around some ideas. Talked about making babies, which, you know, depending on the context. My is, understanding, uh, you're not supposed to talk to people you disagree with. Mm, yeah, uh, exactly. Right, scream at them, call them fascists. I forgot to call them a Nazi. It means you agree with them, if you talk to them at all. Yes. It means you agree with them. It's That's a full, right. It is a, a full bellow endorsement of yeah, everything right. they hold dear. Yep. Not only are retweets endorsements, replies are endorsements. Everything's an endorsement. And that makes you a Nazi, too, in the stupid, stupid 21st century. Moving along, Patrick writes, uh, bring on the lawyers. Unlike Joe, I never even considered going to law school, and I know nothing. But I wonder, why can't he? <laughs> That's such a good preference, <laughs> a preface to, uh, to expressing your opinion. Listen, I know nothing about this, but <laughs> so, I appreciate your candor, Patrick. <clears throat> Uh, why can't these liberal mayors and governors who are on the record saying they won't cooperate with the deportations be arrested for interfering with the faithful execution of the laws? Talk about obstruction of justice. I am surprised it's legal. Yes. I, yeah. I would have to hear from a lawyer on that. It's, it's oh boy, it's obviously the sort of thing that constitutional lawyers would have to jaw about because you have a federal <clears throat> issue. When you've had various people that, you Federalism know, issue. holding firm, I won't issue... Marriage licenses to gays, the courts come down on them. Right. Because that's the law. You have to now. Right. Your personal preference doesn't matter. I do not know uh, what legal status a detainer request from ICE has, for instance. Mm. You know, Patrick, for an ignoramus, you've asked a very, very interesting question. I'm going to put your email aside, highlight it, and we will uh, inquire after that answer. Thank you, sir. You know, that's funny. That reminds me of something we talked about in the uh, One More Thing podcast, because we do we the, the show is released in podcast, and then we do a One More Thing podcast, an exclusively podcast, and then we do our extra large podcast. And we've got our The Art of Dance podcast that we do right. on the weekends. Exactly. Um, that's where you paint people dancing. Yeah, and yeah. then talk about the paintings. Yes. Right. Um, Burr, what was I going to say? Oh, we were talking about, uh, I ought to do this on the air. A big study done on what's the best way to predict things. Is it to talk to experts 
or is it to get a group of curious people who just kind of dig into it and knock ideas around? And by far, that second thing is better than asking experts, because experts are so married to their doctrine, they are the worst people to ask. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. And it it goes right back to our ongoing discussion about colleges and and idiotic ideologies being doubled down upon and taught to our poor kids. Speaking of college, Bill and Boise with an excellent, excellent thought. Um, we're not even on the air in Boise at this point. Beautiful Boise, Idaho. You must God, we should be. Oh, I, we absolutely should be. Yeah, um, that's our kind of town. Oh, I love Boise. I'm going to be there before long. Uh, wouldn't you have to pay r- reparations to every person who's paid for college in the past? Just trying to stay on the logic train to the left. Well, yeah. I mean, w- you're going to dismiss the debts of, and this is a beautiful example of. Uh, of uh, the, the entitlement creep. Sorry if you paid yours off, sucker. If you just paid yours off last week, you get nothing. You're out of luck. If you've been... Maybe you paid off $100,000 over 10 years. Right. You're out of luck. Forget it, please. Maybe you worked your way through college. Screw you. Maybe mom and dad scrimped and saved and decided to pay for it for you. Screw them. It's only people who borrowed. Permission to ask a stupid question? Yes, please. So if, if the issue is college debt forgiveness, and the... the I don't know if we have enough time to... Probably not. I'm okay, guessing I'll not. ask later. All right. It'll be a topic later. And I will answer later. So Trump is uh, criticizing Mueller this morning oh, ahead no. of the testimony. I'm not oh, sure that's no. going to help anything. Can he just be quiet for a day? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. much news some of it important but first this uh so so my question was if the the issue is college student debt forgiveness mm-hmm. how does it why does that fall back on the taxpayers and why doesn't the people who gave the loans in this shady industry or whatever for my <laughs> making an argument stance yeah why don't they just eat it because they participated in the shady <laughs> uh, the, the uh, term debt forgiveness is incredibly misliving uh, misleading, rather. They won't be forgiven. The taxpayers will pay them. Is that because the loans are like FDIC insured or some sort of weird... Well, that they're they're lawfully executed loans. Sure. The government can't just step in and say, Jack, you loaned Joe $1,000, but Joe's a nice guy. Joe, don't pay it back. And the money went that somewhere. Be, that would be incredibly uh, wrong. The money went somewhere and got spent. Right. So, yeah, it's the taxpayers paying off everybody's school loans. Okay. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Kind of along those lines, money going out, money going out. The federal debt will reach unprecedented levels in the next three decades if Congress doesn't change the laws and take action. That is according to a report out from the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. As it stands now, the national debt is the highest since right after World War II and is forecast to be 78% of gross uh, domestic product by the end of this year. In 2007, it was 35% of GDP. Did you hear those numbers? Can you say that again? 2007 is not, right. not, it's not 1920. <laughs> by the end of this that's year. That's a few years ago. That was the year before Barack Obama was elected president. By the end of this year, the national debt will be 78% of gross domestic product. That is in, not a place you want to be. In 2007, it was 35% of GDP. That is absolutely incredible. And well, and I think it's worth juxtaposing the two periods that Marshall mentioned. So our debt is now, 
at roughly the same level in terms of the size of the country and everything as it was right after World War II, which was the most expensive endeavor ever launched by mankind trying to save humanity. It was a catastrophe. It was a, cat- a, it was yeah. a, a disaster and you had no choice. Right. We've done this during good times. Right. Yeah. Just out of pure self-indulgence, we have as much debt as World War II. That's horrifying. And both parties have done it. Right. Yes. Because nobody cares anymore. And the CBO says if things continue unchanged, the debt will hit 144% of GDP by 2049. God dang it. And whether you're, uh, well, if you're if you're actually a fiscal conservative, you've been howling about this for years. But if you're, whatever your political stripe, your ox is going to get gored when the, when the rent comes due on this. You like oh, yeah. you like all these big government programs? They're going to go away beyond anything you can imagine in a blink of an eye. And you you hate high taxes? You want low taxes? And you, the, the the taxes are going to go through the roof. So we're going to have no programs for anybody, including people that really need them. And taxes are going to be sky high. It's going to be the worst of both worlds. Here's a point I've made many times, but it's been a while. Uh, my progressive friends, my friends of uh, my fans, uh, friends who are fans of government. You know, activity and, and, and big programs right. and that sort of thing. When when we're bellowing about fiscal conservatism, you ought to shove us aside and lead the parade because you have the most interest in the government being lean and efficient because if it spends itself to death, ain't none of your priorities going to get financed. None of them. If, if you desperately want a new car, are you going to be pro-wasting money? By going out all the time and not eating the food you ordered and that sort of thing? No, I'm going to vote for the candidate who's running on giving me a free car. Oh, Lord. Oh, my. That's a good point, Sean. That's a very, very good point. I tell you what, I wish I could grab this country by the shirt and shake it. Special counsel Robert Mueller has agreed to testify before two House committees next month. Be the House Judiciary and House Intelligence Committees that subpoenaed Mueller for his testimony. Now, Mueller is expected to sit before both committees in two separate open hearings. That'll be July 17th. Same day? Yes. Wow, so he's going to do the House and the Senate on the same day. bang, bang. He's doing a bang, (laughs) bang. With the possibility possibility that some testimony will happen during closed sessions. Although Mueller has already said, I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. We're uh-huh. going to go more in depth on this later, but it was said to be a friendly subpoena, as a, as in it's not, you know, you're on the lamb and we subpoenaed you, and is <laughs> <right>. <laughs> agreeable. But then I saw Adam Schiff subpoena with a yeah. smile emoji, or what? What does that even mean? I saw uh, I saw Adam Schiff on a ship show on the, uh, you know in the ship show. Yeah. Um, him come out and say this was not a friendly subpoena. So news broke it was a friendly subpoena. Then the guy who was in, involved in the subpoena said it's right. not a friendly subpoena. Right. Adam I got the smallest in his neck I've ever seen. How can you tell he's lying? His lips are moving. So uh, so who both sides are so excited about yes. this. Yes. And that's that's the interesting politics of it. The Democrats think, oh, now we've got Trump, and the Republicans right. think, oh, now we've got this whole thing. Now we're finally going to get to the bottom of, how right. did this thing get started? When right. did you know the Steele dossier was a load of crap? When did you know there wasn't Russian involvement, but you kept going and kept it quiet? Well, both sides think this is the day we're really going to nail it. Strong, Comey, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. And For- old man Mueller's just going to sit there and say, 
The report is my testimony. I have nothing further to say. As I said before, right? I'm not going to go outside the bounds of this. What's Perhaps. the matter with you people? How stupid are you? Again, I want real verbal abuse out of the old man. <laughs> President Trump responding to news that Mueller will testify in the House next month. On Twitter, Trump tweeted simply, Presidential harassment! Exclamation mm. point. In Jeff other- Sessions has got to come out with a podcast and call it Closed Sessions, right? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That's, That's a good idea. That's strong. Night one of the first Democratic presidential candidate debate of the 2020 elections cycle. The event in Miami today, hosted by NBC, MSNBC, and Telemundo. You'll have candidate senators Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, and Elizabeth Warren. Representatives Tulsi Gabbard and Tim Ryan. Former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Julian Castro. See. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Former Reps John Delaney and Beto O'Rourke. And Washington Governor Jay Inslee. So if you're that second and third tier, um, what do you do tonight? Because you cannot just give a reasonable answer. That's going to go nowhere. Well, you have, you have got to. I mean, really have to swing for the fences and be one of the sound bites. I think if you if you have a hope of breaking out of that pack at the bottom, I would have to care to disagree. But to the extent that I care, <laughs> to the extent that I care, the, the name recognition for a lot of these people is very very low. So I think if they just impress, if they come off as smart and reasonable, they might vault into the, I don't know, from the, 1% the to 2%, 2% crowd. I don't know. They just repeat their name for the totality of their time on any answer, just to try to increase their name recognition. God, with that many people on stage, there's only going to be so many sound bites per, right. uh, per, 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 per listening or viewing of the, the voter out there. I think yeah. you've got to be in that group. With your name attached to, you know, Biden is a racist or whatever strong thing you want to say. That's what the fun of following politics, in all seriousness, is that there is no conventional wisdom that's worth listening to, really. Maybe you shoot for the fences. Uh, Maybe you don't. Maybe you try to come off as reasonable. Uh, Maybe you just spout a policy. You know, any of those approaches might work or might not work. Now, the and opening... do you go after the person on stage, or do you go after the uh, Biden for the next night right. as the front runner? What's the point of going after Elizabeth Warren on stage tonight if Biden and oh, Bernie no, are the I wouldn't front worry runner. about who's on stage with me. Yeah, you got to throw your podium. I think you got to <laughs> literally push the podium over. Wow, I've had enough of this abuse of the voters and just hurl it. That's awesome. That would get you on the the clips. Yeah. yeah. Then you hit the guy uh, from Telemundo in the head, and people claim racism, and you have to end your candidacy. <laughs> The opening debates, by the way, will uh, actually have 60-second answers only. So right. Everybody's going to get three or four minutes. Yeah. Over the next two nights, you're going to hear three or four minutes from it's, each candidate. Right. 60-second answer, and then I believe a 30-second follow-up is the uh, the official right. format. Right. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's, it's a debate like a cat is a sofa. Yes. I mean, it just is not a debate. No, it's a f- candidate forum. What did uh, it's not a big deal? But what did Lon Hee Chen call it? A, a zinger fest? Yeah, yeah. See, so you can come up with the best zinger. <laughs> and and Lon Hee has uh, prepped candidates for debates, big time debates. He said, "Yeah, no, 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 no. You're not you're not prepping them on policies so they can come off as polished thinkers. You're you're preparing zingers so that'll get played over and over again. Got a bunch a nice of nice way to run a democracy." 
I'm always interested in the text line because sometimes I think it gets to the stuff that actually affects people's lives. For instance, we got a bunch of texts about robocalls because everybody's hugely annoyed by them and it's sure. disrupting your day. I want to fight robocalls. I know. It's dis- disrupting things in ways you might not even uh, recognize. And Kim Kardashian has angered the entire country of Japan. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. Probably worth dealing with. Boy, the tensions from uh, 1941 just really settled down. And, Have they just settled and down? This, uh, this now. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff on the way. Replacement for Sarah Huckabee Sanders will be a woman named Stephanie Grisham. There was a lovely ceremony today when Sarah handed Stephanie the keys to the liquor cabinet. She was like, here, you're going to need this, trust me. Stressful Uh, job, don't you see? uh, It was kind of a funny joke. And then he just... (laughs) (laughs) They they did away with the daily press briefings uh, because Trump talks to everybody all the time, I guess is the theory there. I think he's got the the feeling that look, I just I, I like the way I put things to people better than anybody else does. Yes, so I'm going to do that myself. Yes, is 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 his thinking. Well, he's been serving as his own publicist for decades. Right, right. Yeah, he had a tendency to well, actually, what I meant was and kind of undercut a lot of the stuff that was even said at those things. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And all reporters say on both sides, he gives quite a bit of access. As is thirty hours to Stephanopoulos, and then and then however many hours to Chuck Todd the week later, and then standing outside there in front of the helicopter, and then sometimes talking for an hour and really going off script. So, um, ba 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 ba. Oh, so uh, Dershowitz is going to test? No, not Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer from hmm. Harvard, is going to speak next hour on our show. Oh, via tape. Um, <laughs> about Mueller's testimony, which is to come in a couple of weeks. So that's very exciting. Okay. Is it? I don't know. It's going to be a giant public spectacle one way or the other. Yes. I suspect it will be just rife with people making jackasses of themselves. Fantastic. That's what I'm hoping that's for. That's our wheelhouse, really. Right. Right. You got the Democratic debate tonight for whatever that's worth. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, Honestly, as much as I uh, roll my eyes at the whole Zinger Fest thing, that's what I'm hoping for. Zingers? Yeah. Zinger after zinger. What do I want to hear John Delaney and Tulsi Gabbard disagree on some subtlety of the Department of Agriculture? I mean, please. (laughs) So we brought up robocalls. Somebody calls somebody something terrible. (laughs) There's new efforts, various legislation to try to do something about the robocall situation. What was that number you hit us with, Sean? It's absolutely amazing. Uh, 4.7 billion robocalls just in May. And the FTC announced Operation Call It Quits, which is a horrible name. Jivey. Yeah, I hope Dial 1-800-Jivey. I hope it works. We got yeah. several texts from people saying, I think I got 4 billion of those. Yeah, I get them all day, every day. So does everybody else. Yeah, the number that I think is easier to relate to is they think by the end of the year, what is it? A half or three quarters of all calls will be robocalls. Jeez. God, I got to believe a half of my calls are robocalls. Oh, yeah, I'm, all, I'm leading the curve, evidently. Yeah. And at some point, it's affecting the ability to communicate in America. That's got to be something the gov- government can deal with. And we got this text. I work as an engineer for one of the big wireless carriers. The biggest problem with the robocalling is making hospital call centers ineffective due to the amount of spam calling. Actually, a public health menace now. That's interesting. Because they get all the calls. 
Wow. Well, yeah, just like everybody are, else. They're not picking out individual people. They're just spamming as many numbers as they can. And when they hit, because especially hospitals where the numbers are all similar, right? So the line, so when it gets to that part in the sequencing, yeah. and it just floods wow. the hospital lines. Mm. So at some point, it's a it's a health problem. It's it's uh, People can't communicate with each other. There's uh, businesses. I would think businesses, I'm assuming your local place of changes oil gets a gazillion of those calls a day. People can't do business anymore. There's got to be a, a way for Congress to get a hold of that with those problems affecting you got society. A guy with a desktop do, hmm? desktop computer in the UAE. What are you going to do? You hunt him down and put one in his eyeball. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Now that's decisive leadership. Oh, someone on the stage tonight. See, that's the sort of zinger that cuts through. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is the sort of leadership we need. What are you going to do about robocalls if it turns out it's just one guy in Russia? You hunt him down and put one in his eyeball. <laughs> and do you, says Congressman Jack Armstrong. Wow. <laughs> do you need to prove that it's disrupting commerce and those sort of things in order to get Something. around like the free speech or prob- aspect Or it's probably it? some sort of BS it crosses state lines, so it's effectively, it's effectively kidnapping or something. Yeah. <laughs> I have interest in virtually every area of the law, Jack, but not this one. I uh, I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea how you could enforce that. But I know there are laws on the books that everybody seems to agree or find that it's just unenforceable yeah. thus far with the technology. The bad guys are always one step ahead until you track them down and put one in their eyeball. <laughs> this operation seems to be targeting the manufacturers of the, the devices and the software that do the robocalling. So as opposed to going uh-huh. to the individuals who do it they're trying to choke it off there it's it's worth trying you would think there'd be a way i hope there's a way where there's a will joe there's said to be it's it's, Mm -hmm. some people believe according to some uh, you just never answer your phone Uh, but you know obviously the hospitals can't do that now don't even answer it jim what if it's somebody who's been poisoned Eh, that's probably a robocall (laughs) (laughs) i read 75 percent of calls are robocalls wow a particularly heinous example uh in other news Kim Kardashian West launched a shapewear line yesterday that is called Kimono Solution Wear, as in Kim Kardashian. Uh-oh, it has angered all of Japan. Oh, apparently. no. Oh, no. And uh, there's been a Japan huge... Japan gets angry, things go poorly. Oh, jeez. What? Been, been a huge backlash in Never Japan. Never forget. And uh, the internet exploded over it as the internet explodes over everything <laughs> that Kim Kardashian does. And right. So. Apparently, that's a thing. That's that's all the energy I've got for that, but just hey, find it amusing. Hey, Kim, pick a word that already doesn't mean something. Yeah. There's uh, it's a very tight-fitting garb. I'm looking at it on the internet. There. I love shapewear. I don't have any, but I like the idea of it. Oh, yeah. I, I, a, I was on yeah. the way to the pool uh, last week, first time of the season, and stopped to get the kids new goggles. By the way, you spend extra money for goggles? Way worth it. Mm. They actually don't leak. Those cheap ones that leak. Oh, yeah. yeah. You buy the real ones, they're fantastic. It's like Marshall's $1 pair of socks that yeah. tear the moment you try to pull them on. <laughs> You're better off spending, I don't know, a dollar and a half. I bought a swim shirt. Can you imagine that? Spending a buck fifty would be a 50% <laughs> increase in your expenditure on socks. I bought a swim shirt that was marked a large, but it would not seem to be a large once I got to the pool and put it on. So I was old, I was old guy in sausage casing. Oh, but it actually makes it it's fairly flattering. Yes. And it holds everything in a place you'd kind of like to be held. And that's what Kim Kardashian's line of uh, squeeze wear is doing. It's just, yeah. So I, I might start wearing those undergarments under everything all the time to keep things in place. Well, they have like uh, what is Spanx, it? basically. Spandexy t-shirts for guys that are very, very tight. They just keep everything right there. 
you are under your, your shirt. Very flattering. Kind of flattens everything out a little bit. Uh, a heavy set guy arrived at the pool carrying a skateboard for some reason. He was walking around the skateboard, and, and one of my kids said, what do you think he's doing? I said, I think he's trying to show off his skateboard. And my other son said, and his boobs. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> and I thought that's what wow, happened. children are <laughs> so cool. You got a Don Rickles in your house. so cool. <laughs> children wow. are cruel, though. Wow. Got him. Wow. And do I have time to get to this story? I wanted to get to it yesterday. This is, this is, just, this is just weirdness that happens some places. You got a mom or a woman who is spared jail for sex with her dad after a jealous competition with her half sister. Have you followed this oh, story? I've been following boy. it for a while. I didn't know how wow. it was going to turn out. Wow. A Nebraska woman has been uh, spared jail time for marrying her dad following a twisted competition with her half sister over who could have sex with him the most, according to reports. <sighs> wow, nice family. How do you get this far off the rails? A Nebraska woman trailing Florida man by what would appear to be an insurmountable margin, but gaining. And I'm I'm from the Midwest. You know, the, the, this sort of thing is weird there too. Oh, all yeah. right, wherever you live, this oh, this no. is not did not happen. Uh, she's 21. Met her biological dad 40 when she was 17. Began dating him, and then found out there was a half sister. Somehow they got into a jealous competition about who could have sex with him the most. That's just uh, stop saying. One that. of them took it the next uh, step and married him, and yeah. it's against the law. Yes, you win. Anyway, they're not going to put her in jail. They're going to put him in jail and just look at her as a victim of some sort, even though she's an adult. Wow, Nebraska wow. can't let this sort of thing go. You got to make it clear. This is uncool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you start accepting that. Maybe add that to the health classes in, in school because you're teaching the kids how to perform various acts. Oh, my Mention God. Mention to them that you don't do that. So uh, we're going to get further into the, the Mueller testimony. There's one thing you probably ought to know about it, among other things, coming up on the show. Armstrong and Getty.